0: This is Optimal Work Daily, episode 1107. How to enjoy work, even when you're busy and kind of overwhelmed, by Sarah Von Bargen of yesandyes.org. And I'm your narrator, Dan. Welcome to Optimal Work Daily, where I read to you not just about work in general, but to also work-life balance and entrepreneurship and all sorts of related topics. And if you're thinking that you haven't heard the name Sarah Von Bargen, you might be right because she's actually a new author for the show and I'm gonna tell you about her right after the reading. So for now, let's get to it and optimize your life. How to Enjoy Work Even When You're Busy and Kind of Overwhelmed by Sarah Von Bargen of yesandyes.org. Is it possible to enjoy work when you're busy? Like eight back-to-back meetings busy? Because the truth is, we're all busy. We're all sleep-deprived and over-caffeinated, We're all overcommitted and under-relaxed. And while I'd like very much to tell you, and myself, to say no more and take on less, that's not always an option, particularly at work. If you're self-employed, you know what I mean. If you're launching something, or starting a new job, or training a new hire, or absorbing responsibilities, you know what I mean. If you're a photographer and it's wedding season, if you're an accountant and it's tax season, If you're a teacher and it's standardized test or conference or report card season, you know what I mean. Eight ways to enjoy work even when you're super busy. One, schedule intentional restorative breaks, even if they're tiny. Open your Google calendar, find a 20-minute window, and literally type, take a break. Set a reminder on your phone or computer, and when that alarm goes off, take an actual break. And by actual break, what I mean is, physically distance yourself from the project you're working on and do something completely different and totally relaxing for 20 minutes. If you're tapping away on your computer, push back from your desk, point yourself towards some fresh air, and go wander around in it. If you're grading papers, go make yourself a healthy, energy-giving, prettily plated snack and eat it on the patio. If you're taping off the trim before you paint the kitchen, put down the painter's tape and go watch an episode of your favorite TV show. And if this intense, high-pressure time will last longer than a few days, if it's more like a few months, schedule a block of off days. Go camping. House swap with a friend. See what all-inclusive trips Groupon is selling. Leave your phone and laptop at home and spend a few days really, truly recharging. I know it can feel impossible to find time for these breaks, but here's the thing. When you wear yourself down and burn yourself out, you're compromising the quality of your work and you're borrowing from future productivity and creativity. The stuff I create when I'm running on five hours of sleep, I usually end up deleting it all. Taking a break and spending that break really relaxing and rejuvenating is an investment in yourself and your work. Two, keep a smile file. Is that name so cheesy you wanna die? Be that as it may, it works. Every time you get a kind email from a blog reader or client or customer, move it into a folder that you've specifically designated for these glowing missives. If you do better with physical, tangible things, print out these emails and put them in a binder. If you're lucky enough to get snail mail thank you notes, tuck them into a folder in your filing cabinet. Reference all these kind, glowing words when you're feeling run down and unsure of why you're working so hard. It's encouragement on tap. 3. Read glorious escapist fiction. When you're studying for the GRE or launching your first product, it's tempting to spend every free minute reading things that will help you score a few points higher or nab a few more sales. Spoiler alert, GRE study guides and social media marketing plans don't make for very good bedtime reading, and they certainly don't give you and your brain an opportunity to recharge. Cut yourself some slack and put away the professional development. Reread one of your favorite novels or find something that's equal parts funny and relatively intelligent. I like Jennifer Weiner for fun fiction, or anything by L.M. Montgomery for cozy comfort reading. Four, make your workspace and work experience as lovely as possible. This might sound frivolous, but you'd be amazed by the difference a few tweaks can make. What if you did the following? Moved your desk so you got more natural light. Added a potted plant. Decluttered your desk, or at least shoved all the clutter into a drawer. Hung a few pretty art prints. Cleaned your computer so it ran faster and wasn't covered in crumbs and smudges. Considered the hours that you're most creative and productive and adjusted your work schedule accordingly. Or bought office supplies and software that were a joy to use. If you're spending all that time working, you might as well do it in a pretty inspiring space at a time of day you like. Five, make yourself as physically comfortable as possible. Be smarter than me. Don't buy a used Ikea desk chair off Craigslist because it works with your aesthetic. Get yourself ergonomical stuff, the special mouse, the special keyboard, one of those nerdy wrist rest things. If you sit while you're working, make sure your desk and chair are adjusted correctly. If it's possible, get a standing desk or a convertible desk that can switch between sitting and standing. Make sure your workspace has enough light, enough space to spread out, and, depending on where you live, humidify or dehumidify as needed. 6. Eat healthy, delicious, attractive meals, not at your desk. When we're working 12-hour days, it's easy to convince ourselves that a Clif Bar is a meal and that eating fast food at our desks is multitasking. Friends, eating Chipotle at our desks is not multitasking. It's messy, and it's a recipe for sticky keyboards and burnout. You'll do better work and have more energy if you take the time to step away from your work and eat a real meal. What if you did the following? Made a giant batch of soup and ate a bowl of it every day for lunch. Transferred your takeout to an actual plate and ate it at a table with a placemat and a napkin. Used your lunch break to try a new restaurant in your neighborhood. Or ate your meal outside, soaking up the sunshine. Seven, take your workday seriously. When you work for yourself or you're in the middle of your busy season, it's easy to let your workday rampage out of control. All of a sudden, you're answering emails in bed and starting work late because you ended work late the day before. Ferociously guard the boundaries between work and play. Maybe you need to work 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. for a month. Maybe you need to work six days a week. That's okay, but really actually work those hours, and when the clock clicks over from 8.59 to 9 p.m., hang up your proverbial apron and call it a day. When you're entering a busy season, consider the hours you'll need to work block them off on your calendar, and work those hours. And when those hours are over, stop. And eight, remind yourself why you're working so hard. Why exactly are you busting your suite behind? Why are you working 12-hour days or juggling two jobs? It's hard to stay motivated if you can't remember why you're working these long hours and making all these compromises. Create a visual reminder of your goals and aspirations. Maybe you're working this hard so you can afford a three-week vacation in Thailand. Maybe you're putting your kids through college. Maybe you want your name on the New York Times bestseller list. Whatever the goal, find a related photo or image and make it your screensaver or frame it and hang it next to your desk. Just make sure it's visible and easy to reference when you're working at 8 p.m. on Sunday night. You just listened to the post titled How to Enjoy Work Even When You're Busy and Kind of Overwhelmed by Sarah Von Bargen Indeed.com slash startup. Terms and conditions apply. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. And a big thank you to Sarah, who, as I mentioned, is a new author for us. Sarah has consulted, strategized, and ghostwritten for hundreds of companies, bloggers, and entrepreneurs. Her clients include fashion labels, authors, life coaches, photographers, restaurants, psychologists, interior designers, and people who wouldn't want you to know they have a ghostwriter. In addition to writing three books and an e-course, her writing has been featured on BuzzFeed, Forbes.com, Lifehacker, MindBodyGreen, and Glamour. And ProBlogger named her one of 15 bloggers to watch in 2013. She's got a bunch of great articles just like this one to check out. So come on by yesandyes.org for more. But that is another episode of Optimal Work Daily in the Books. I thank you all for being here, and I'll see you back here for tomorrow's show